And welcome to Wrestling Makes the World. Takes the CB flying solo tonight. Just checking with you guys uh, for another edition of Wrestling Makes the World. Takes chatting all things uh, AEW and WWE as we head into a huge summer season. Uh, a lot going on. So much going on. Uh, we've heard it here, folks. Uh, as I record this right now live here on YouTube, it is uh, Wednesday evening and it has been long speculated now officially confirmed uh, for the AEW Collision debut on TNT on June 17th will feature none other than the one and only notorious infamous CM Punk will be making his grand return to all elite wrestling live from the United Center uh, in Chicago, Illinois, uh, in what's shaping up to be a huge, huge new debut of a new show. Uh, for AEW. Uh, we're coming off of a uh, very uh, much chatted about pay-per-view event uh, with a lot of uh, interesting matchups uh, and, uh, and a hot edition of Dynamite. And on the other side, uh, a lot of things going on over uh, up north in WWE. Brand new World Heavyweight Champion was crowned with Seth Rollins. Uh, so much going on. We kind of wrapped up the Four Pillars feud with, uh, with um, at uh, AEW... Um, excuse me, double or nothing in Las Vegas and uh, kind of shaping up to what's next as we head into uh, a lot of different things, potential brand split. Uh, WBE just went through a brand split, although they're not enforcing a lot of it, uh, but so much going on and um, so much to talk about. So let's kick things off with double or nothing. Uh, a lot uh, talked about um, a lot of different things from the pay-per-view coming out of Las Vegas uh, with, you know, starting off, uh, maybe not, maybe a little more on the, the rockier side with not so much of a, um, a hot crowd at first kind of, uh, taking a toll on it a little bit. Um, but finishing on a very high note, a lot of high notes. And I think it was a solid pay-per-view, a lot of great things really enjoyed, uh, the battle Royal, obviously to begin with, and then, um, kicking things with the, I thought Wardlow just doing, pulling off the Jeff Hardy specials, uh, flying, you know, bumping all over the place uh, in a ladder match against Christian. Uh, I thought uh, the four pillars match was incredible. And, and and as always, the Anarchy Arena is, you know, Justin Roberts says it the best. Dapper Yapper as he gets on the microphone, he starts to say, shit is about to hit the fan. And uh, they did just that. And I thought that was incredible as well. Uh, Moxley obviously bleeding all over the place throughout the entire desert. And um, just a fun show all around. And as we head into a huge summer season, um, what's next for, let's start with MJF, the M, the AEW heavyweight champion of the world. What is next? Um, wrapping up a Four Pillars feud, uh, we head into Forbidden Door next. And we heard in the post-scrum press conference that uh, MJF, is unclear if he's going to be a part of that. Um, the question is, what do you do with him? Um, do you pair him against Chamber? You kind of leave him off. There's kind of an opportunity to kind of the show kind of sells itself. Um, a lot of different things. Love to see Will Ospreay make his grand return um, to the United States. And I'm hoping for, and I talk about this with Cap Rooney, uh, who, by the way, we hope to have back very soon uh, with us here on the show. Uh, but I've talked about it'd be cool if they could set up, obviously, at Wrestle Kingdom, they had Kenny and Ospreay lock it up. In an incredible match of the year candidate. If they can build to the second tier, then this could be the main event of the show itself. Kenny Osprey two, and then where they split the series and then have the big trilogy fat bout uh, at all in, in London uh, later on this summer. I uh, think that would be incredible if they could pull that off. 
I'd uh, love to see the matchup. It was supposed to happen last year, but Brian Danielson uh, was injured. But if we can get Brian Danielson and Zach Sabre Jr. in the ring together, that would be incredible as well. Um, so a lot of fun kind of dream fantasy booking scenarios uh, on deck. Um, but we'll see. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Chat us up on Twitter at Wrestling Makes and uh, share your thoughts with us. It's you know it, I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. I mean the the MJF said it perfectly that Twitter and the social media kind of echo chamber. It's like seven percent of the audience, and it just it almost like takes the fun out of a lot of the stuff that we do here, chatting it up on these shows and what made wrestling fun growing up and. And it's turned into like just a fucking circus. Some of these kids on there, the way they they react to it's entertainment. Just get a fucking life. Grow up. Like, for God's sakes, like, seriously, just stop. Go out, get some fresh air and, you know, go socialize and move on with your life. Like picking apart. Uh, oh, the hard camera had all these empty seats. It's like, dude, like, do you know anything about planning a live event week in and week out where you're trying to fill a 10 to 15,000 seat arena, how difficult that is week in and week out. And the fact that they're the only company outside of WWE that's been able to do that somewhat consistently uh, with 5,000 plus on a weekly basis, weekly basis, some in the neighborhood of 15, 10 to 15 and upwards of almost 20,000 for like the uh, stadium events um, at Arthur Ashe. Like they're able to actually pack those buildings with, solid looking crowds they've built enough of a following in a short four-year span something that no other company's ever built to do dating back to wcw even ecw i don't think ecw ever had ten thousand people in the building once uh aw you know you can count numerous times they've done that in four years it's incredible incredible so everybody just get out there and just just stop just stop you know just stop they're providing an alternative Another three shows on TV a week with Dynamite, Collision, Rampage uh, to be a counter offer to uh, the norm of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, etc. Um, and then we've also got Ring of Honor on the streaming services. We've got dozens of indie federations uh, on streaming services all over the place. There's ex ac easy access to historical content. You have Impact is uh, is is performing like doing tremendous shows kind of flies way under the radar right now. And they're on access TV and there's so much more. It's just like, just enjoy it. Just fucking enjoy it. Like I remember in 2002, 2003 after literally the entire universe of wrestling just went out of business outside of WWE. Uh, it was a depressing time. It was a depressing time as a fan. And the fact that we have access to all of that again and more at your fingertips for either free or little to no cost. It's incredible. So just, just enjoy the, enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride and move on, enjoy it for what it's supposed to be. And then move on. Like don't, why breaking everybody's chops about it for if you're liking this one versus the other, or uh, this, this, this show wasn't, you know, a, a five-star, you know, performance uh, top to bottom, like stop, just stop, just stop, just move on. Find another hobby. Like it's not healthy. It's just not healthy. Um, so a little vent session there. Just let, let it go. Just let it go. Larry Fine says, let it go to right there. Um, so moving back into the, the ranks, you know, what's, what's next for, uh, MJF and the AEW heavyweight championship heading into the summer. Um, another obviously layup, you know, we, they mentioned at the top, we mentioned at the top of show right here, CM Punk's returning AEW collision in June. They do have the easy opportunity to set up the trilogy bout MJF and, 
uh, CM Punk. Uh, they had an incredible feud last year. Of course, CM Punk got hurt and the infamous uh, brawl out incident in the fall. Um, do they set up the trilogy? That'd be fun. That'd be great. Easy story to tell there. I'm sure they could have liquid hot, white hot pr uh, promos back and forth together uh, on television each week, uh, which would be kind of fun. And then there's also the rumored brand split or soft brand split where it's hard or soft. And what, what is that going to look like? Uh, are they going to draft um, certain rosters? I, I don't know what Tony Khan has up his sleeve, but we'll see. We'll see. They've got a huge offer. But I think, you know, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a great opportunity. Collision is a great opportunity. It's another two hours um, that talent that may have not gotten TV time will be able to have that kind of national TV time, prime time television time uh, to showcase their talents and experiment with new characters and feuds and, and all that. So on and so forth um, aside of just dynamite. And then the one hour rampage where I always felt they had to cram a lot into that 30, 60 minutes. Now they have that plus another two hours. So um, plenty of opportunity to kind of tell those stories across multiple uh, multiple shows as well. Um, so we'll see. It's it's a fun time to be a fan. It really is. There's something for everybody out there. Um, so we'll see where what do they do with CM Punk when he comes back. They're taught they've mentioned possibly doing something with Jericho as kind of a a first feud there. Uh, although they seem like they're continuing the Jericho Cole feud. They just finished a um, mixed tag match um, this past uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. Do they continue that? We'll see. Or is that kind of uh, putting that one on pause or the moving on from there? Uh, we will see. But, I mean, that's an easy feud right there. Jericho and uh, Punk to kind of – they've had some history together before. And, you know, the you know the storytelling is going to be great there. And it'll be good kind of first feud to get CM Punk kind of uh, – his feet went back and he hasn't been in the ring and, you know, since – what, September of last year. So, uh, so we got opportunity to get him acclimated again and then figuring out what's next, telling that story. And I, you know, it's, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Tony. I'm happy for the fans. Uh, 20 August, 2021, when he came back, it was just a triumphant, triumphant return. And the way it all kind of ended last September, one year later, it's just like, is that the way you want to go out? Is that the way you want to end your career as a professional wrestler is causing a ruckus backstage in a locker room and disappearing and that's the end of your career? Like, I just don't think that's the way anyone would want to end an iconic career. Um, I just don't think that's fair to him. It's not fair to the company and it's not fair to the fans. So I think it's just this could hopefully be the final send off the final, whatever is left on his contract another year. Or so I think he signed a three year deal. So give him another year potentially. Uh, hopefully he can end this one on a high note and then either he resigns and continues, or this is the kind of the last hurrah. Um, we saw some, some really cool things they did during his time in 2021 through 2022. The few of Eddie Kingston was great. Um, the feud with MJF was, was tremendous. And I just think there's a lot left untold. There's a lot of young talent that I think they could build off of and uh, get that CM Punk kind of rub. Um, just kind of do some really compelling storytelling. 
and uh, we will uh, we will see where they decide to go with it and what Tony and team have in store for everybody uh, on the Turner Networks this summer. Um, but it's going to be fun. I'm excited for Forbidden Door, Scotiabank Arena, Toronto, Canada, uh, to what should be a tremendous show. Um, hopefully everybody uh, stays healthy, um, but with uh, a lot of other counterparts, with Jay White in there and Juice Robinson and Moxley and... Um, a lot of people that have ties to the New Japan pro wrestling uh, landscape. It will be certainly fun to see what they have in store, what kind of they ways they match up um, again for uh, this year's pay-per-view extravaganza. Uh, so share your thoughts with us on Twitter and social media. What do you want to see at Forbidden Door? What do you want to see next for CM Punk? What do you want to see next for MJF? Um, all big questioners. We're kind of at that kind of crossroads. And then the next big pay-per-view event or spectacular supercar event will be uh for aw at least will be all in uh at the end of the summer but until then they'll probably do a couple of um special dynamite episodes that are sort of like their freebie pay-per-view um episodes that they do uh usually once every other month or something like that um and then if they if all goes according to plan as if we're following last year's model uh ring of honor will I guess I assume they'll be returning with death before dishonor sometime in July. Um, what do you want to see at that show? They have the honor club TV show now. So we'll see now we're heading into June. What do they do to start building to that show? They start telling that's the one kind of critique I have. There is ring around. It doesn't really have a set kind of roster. They still have guys that show up, you know, on dynamite and rampage and all that. It just kind of blurs a little bit. If your mainstays, um, but it's just, it, I feel like there should be a little more of a separation to say, or this is ring of honor over here. And this is AEW. kind of separate those two organizations a little bit. Um, and they kind of blur the lines a little bit, which is fine, I guess. But if you want to say that these are two different promotions, make them look, they, they have a look distinct look and feel and different kind of rosters, um, a little bit. So, uh, we will see how they kind of build to that potential show should they do that again. Um, but with Forbidden Door, then Death Before Dishonor, um, you've got SummerSlam in there. You've got All In. You've got theoretically of All Out as well right after that. We'll see how they kind of handle and book those two if they're going to be a week or two apart. It's going to be interesting to see how they kind of parlay those two together um, being so close to one another. Um, but so much, so much. Oh, we've got the historic reign of Roman Reigns continues as well. We've got Cody Rhodes back and uh, in a major spot again. Um, it's fun. It's fun. I love the summertime and I love uh, all the opportunities out there that all these guys are getting and, and ladies as well. Um, but uh, join us on social media. Let us know what do you want to see. Um, over on the independent scene, a lot of cool things as well uh, with MLW and with GCW. So much going on. Um, should be uh, make for some great, compelling wrestling matches, storytelling, and um, and compelling television as well. Um, so let me know as well what you want to see for Seth Rollins next and what your thoughts on the revitalization of the world heavyweight championship. Um, one, another critique I have just being kind of an historian nerd about it. Uh, they, I think they restarted the lineage apparently. And 
uh, it's it's saying Seth Rollins is the original championship champion. So, I mean, if it would have been kind of cool if, and this kind of dates back to 2002, if they kept the lineage of the WCW Heavyweight Championship, they kind of restarted that in 02 with Triple H when they handed him the title. They kept that lineage, and then they kept the lineage again when they un they redisputed the undisputed title. So, if you remember back to 2013 when they unified the World Heavyweight Title and the WWE Title. They just call it the WWE World Heavyweight Title, um, and then theoretically they redisputed that again. Right now, if they kept that original lineage, that would have been a kind of cool little nugget that adds a little um, bit of you know both history and a little more you know a little more meaning behind it. You could tell you know some of that the stories that you know there dating back to all the great legends from the. 80s 90s 2000s that held that championship um but nonetheless it's good that other people i love on the one hand i love the historic reign that they're doing with roman reigns and the, the storytelling and the commitment to the just the commitment to hold keeping that championship um as prestigious as it is and just saying look we're going to give you the belt and you're going to hold it for three years four years whatever it is whatever it ends up being and we're going to make this thing mean more than it ever has ever ever i mean almost ever uh there's only a handful of people at this point that have held a world title for 1000 days plus in this era and you can count on one hand or two, maybe two hands i'm not a math guy uh of people that have held a world title for that long um the san martinos the hogan's you know of that you know yesteryear generation um so i like what they're doing with that although it does kind of in today's age where there's so much programming and so much reliance on having that top guy be on every show defending a championship on a regular basis um it's kind of hard to not have him available defending that title on a frequent basis although when you think about it in boxing how often does the world heavyweight champion defend um his his title how long is how many, how many times does tyson fury defend his championship maybe once a year if we're lucky how often does how, how often does John Jones defend the UFC heavyweight championship in mixed martial arts? Hasn't yet. You know, he he won the title and they're still kind of negotiating his next bout. Um, so it's gonna be one one time this year. Um, on an active year, if you get two to three defenses, that's an active year. So, but I mean, obviously different kind of it's apples to oranges, pro wrestling where they it's you're kind of expected. And we were for so long conditioned that every month, each monthly pay-per-view was headlined by a world title match. So with that being said, it's I like what they're doing with the historic reign. Uh, on the other side of it, I like that this now gives another opportunity. Some people are calling it secondary, whatever it may be, but another championship that other guys can um, feud over kind of build some credibility off of, you know, they say there's some 
wrestlers that they make the belt and there's some where the belt make the men or women. So with that being said, it is good for those that need a little extra something and where a championship run could help elevate something. Uh, some of these guys just a little more. I mean, look at the the wonders that it did for like a Kevin Owens in 2016 and uh, how much uh, that more, you know, how that kind of catapulted him to an, kind of another level. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I think Seth Rollins is the prime of his career. I love the, the character that he has, that kind of flamboyant, charismatic um, character. It's like kind of that missing element that he didn't have five years ago that he now has coupled with the athleticism and the, the capabilities within the squared circle that he has always had for the last decade plus. So it'll be interesting to see what they do and who they pair him with. And right now I think he's in his Ric Flair. Or I think Seth Rollins is the modern day kind of Ric Flair. He's got that. He's got the charisma and he now has, he can back it up and he can go toe to toe with anybody. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the architect going forward uh, as we head into SummerSlam and trying to build new stars, hoping out, you know, hoping they tread carefully and they they tell some good stories and they just don't kind of bury this thing just like they have with other things. But it'd be nice if they can kind of find a good dance partner for them. Um, perhaps somebody you that we wouldn't normally wouldn't normally get that kind of opportunity against the Roman Reigns, but uh, we will see what happens. And that's what kind of, it's kind of fun about it as we head into uh, the summer season. Um, I want to get your thoughts, share your thoughts with me on social media on the ring of honor world title. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli's held it for basically uh, aside for the short run of Jericho, Held it for the last year. Uh, you don't really hear much about it. Don't really see any kind of big time matchups playing around it. He was depending on an AEW Dark before that show kind of went off the air. Um, defended it had a great kind of little mini feud with Eddie Kingston um, on the Super Card of Honor pay per view. But what do we think? I think it needs a little uh, little supercharger. I think a little feud, a little story involved there um, could do a little wonders to help not only the championship and not only Claudio Castell, but the Ring of Honor brand as a whole right now. Uh, it kind of just feels like a smaller extension of AEW right now rather than its own kind of promotion. Um, hopefully, if they can figure out distribution for it a little bit, uh, wherever that may be, um, they can kind of build a little more of a, a firm roster, a little more storytelling and um, kind of get that brand back to where it once was the kind of the prominence of where it was in the kind of mid to late to early two thousands. And I would say it's peak was probably like 2017 when the young box and Cody Rhodes and uh, everybody just wanted to be a part of ring of honor and they're doing large houses at Hammerstein ballroom and all that sort of thing. Um, so I think they can get back there, but I think they need to establish some kind of uh, mainstay stars and fuse that are 
exclusive to that Ring of Honor show that are going to make people want to pay that strip subscription fee every month to watch this programming. Um, so we will see. Um, but a shorter show, just want to check in, uh, a lot to talk about, and we'll keep the conversation going. Uh, shout out to my partner in crime, Cap Rooney, AED. Uh, hope to have you back uh, very soon with us. Uh, a lot going on, and uh, we'll be back in studio on set uh, chatting all things AEW and WWE. Uh, we've got to do a re-ranking uh, episode of the uh, Lineal Heavyweight Championship of the World. And uh, there's so much to talk about. Well, fantasy book leading into SummerSlam, fantasy book heading into Forbidden Door, and uh, start building towards the end of the year. Uh, but a lot going on um, in the world of professional wrestling, uh, both on the indie scene and up to the um, the uh, national scene as well. Uh, so share your thoughts with us on social media. Follow us on TikTok, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, get us wherever you get your podcasts, right here on YouTube, uh, as well as Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, share your thoughts with us. We want to hear from you. And um, we will see uh, you next time here on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Peace. <laughs>